0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I am super excited to be back with my next episode of Rewarding Conversations as I am here with Chef Chris Tucker. Thank you so much for joining today, Chris.
1: Thanks for having me. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm really good. Thank you for asking. Uh, A lot of times we just jump right into it and people don't really ask how I (laughs) am, which is fine because I'm I'm the host, right? Um, But no, I'm good. It is uh weather is weird here in cleveland which i feel like is the normal weird is the normal but it's like 60 degrees today and the next five days are going to be 30 so it's like everybody's joking in this area that it's like winning the powerball it's like the numbers are 60 30 29 58 you know it's it's a mess here but but you're in california right
1: i'm in california so we're like the opposite we'll be in the 60s one day and then it'll be like 82 82 82 82 so we'll have a week of the beach and then a a few days of wearing a jacket but yeah we're a little bit opposite of you
0: yeah wearing a jacket is better than wearing shorts and then the next day wearing a winter coat uh but you know we it's you got to roll with the punches uh but for my audience out there uh if the name it all sounds familiar um chris uh has is involved in a lot of different things um his instagram is vegan chef chris tucker which we will for sure get into all the links will be in the descriptions below um and um chris was a contestant on the great american baking show which i uh, definitely want to talk about as well uh, so i really appreciate you taking the time to come on here you got a lot going on you have a huge uh, social media following which is really cool you're involved in, in baking private events you know uh, a major show a lot of stuff going on in your life right yeah. so I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this
1: of course absolutely So
0: right off the bat, let's get into maybe the origins of things, Um, you know, kind of a twofold thing. Number one, what got you interested in the culinary world to begin with? And number two, vegan. Um, Is that something that has been going on for a long time? Is it a relatively new kind of transition for you? Like how did those two things kind of happen?
1: Yeah. So the culinary world is is kind of interesting, but also not really, I guess, at the same time, because it was something I was born into. I um was very fortunate to have food just be part of my life growing up. My um, grandparents on um, my dad's side of the family, they owned a restaurant. They actually bought it the year I was born. So 86 is when they bought their restaurant. And um, so my entire childhood and, and adult life, I believe they actually sold the restaurant um, when I graduated high school. So literally my entire adolescence, they, they owned and operated this restaurant. And um, so there was that food space that I was constantly immersed in. And then my grandma uh, Mimi who was my mom's mom she was uh, just an avid baker and so she would come spend time with us all the holidays and uh, she taught me everything that I knew in the world of uh, sweets and so that's really where I got I got started I got started in in the world of baking and and I always I always had the the niche of the uh, uh, of the of the full encompass of the kitchen, I guess you could say, uh, because of growing up in my grandparents' southern restaurant. But uh, I really always had the focus on baking, and it wasn't until later in life that I that I decided I really wanted to kind of encompass everything and not just. I get bored really easy, right? And so <laughs> I didn't want to just stay doing cakes and cookies all day. I wanted to be able to really express myself through the entire, you know, course of the dinner, and um, that's when I decided to take the leap and do and do everything.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's really cool that it was kind of in your blood, you know, from the time that you were young, you were raised in it, uh, you know, so you... I know a little bit about your background, but for my audience out there, you know, you you do different types and styles of, you know, food and things like that. Is that influenced by different experiences you've had is it your own personal research that you've done or you know that southern kind of food background how like has that influenced you and then the vegan you know kind of taking that into consideration like how have these different things influenced you and how much of it is your own personal just let me research and mess with this recipe and try this different thing
1: so i um personally became vegan about two and a half years ago and when I personally became vegan is when my whole mission and my whole, you know, kind of, um, experience that I was able to offer people as a chef changed as well, because I couldn't be a vegan chef and then go to a client's home and prepare a, you know, a baby calf for them to eat for dinner. Like it just didn't make sense in my head. So, uh, I was, I was really in this explorative world, figuring out how I was going to make all of these things that I, that I grew to really enjoy. Um, a lot of that being, you know, ethnic cooking of all different types, right? So I, I loved all different type of Asian cuisine, love Italian cuisine, but then I also love, you know, my roots, which are, which is Southern cuisine. So I, I really just love all types of food and, and it's stuff that I was, very used to making um at home on a daily basis and i had to figure out how i could make all of this stuff vegan because here we are now vegan and um, i i wanted to be able to continue eating all the things that i loved and so it kind of became my mission to make every single dish that we used to eat on a daily basis and that we loved eating it became my mission to make those things vegan so we could still enjoy our life because you know i think our 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 lives were very focused around food and having friends over for dinner and having, you know, just these, these really nice conversations and experiences that revolved around food. And um, I didn't want those, those times and those memories to get taken, taken away because we were inviting non-vegans over for dinner. Uh, I wanted them to be able to have the same enjoyable experience that we have always had but now they're eating vegan food, and so I think it it um, it really just translates into kind of a a mission to make a a uh, a plate of plants taste like a a you know a normal plate of a food that you would get from any any restaurant in town.
0: Yeah, I love that. And uh, just as you were talking, like so many questions just popped into my head. So I'm going to try to kind of put these in line here. Yeah. Uh, but you know, something that we briefly touched on right before we started is. You know, maybe even, you know, what, five, ten years ago, you would know better than me. Like, vegan food was viewed kind of in society, at least you know, among a lot of people that I knew is like, oh yeah, like I know it's healthier for you, but like it doesn't taste like anything. There's no flavor or there's no this or there's no that, or how do you make that interesting, you know? And, and that kind of idea has really flipped recently, especially when you are watching these cooking shows and these professional chefs, you know, on social media and things like that. It's like, you know, and including you, it's like, look what I can prepare, look what you can do. And it's like, the food looks so amazing and so incredible. So, Getting into that transition for you when you first went, you know, you're cooking vegan food and stuff, do you have... A certain kind of person you go to, like palate test, you know, food testers, or is it all just based off of what you think tastes good? Because I do have a friend uh, who is a chef, and she says whenever she tries a new recipe or something like that, she has those go to people in her family. She cooks predominantly Indian food, and she has those go to people that she's like, "Well, if if my mom likes this, then I'm on to something." Yeah. Do you have people that you would say, "Hey, I'm taking this Southern classic and putting a vegan spin on it." What do you think of it?
1: Yeah, do you know, um, I'm kind of my worst critic. And Mm -hmm. so I'm one of those people um, that if it doesn't taste good to me first, I know it's not gonna taste good to anybody else. And after it tastes good enough for me, if, if it passed my palate, it's then, fair game to move on to somebody else. May that be like my next door neighbor, or <laughs> if I'm doing a baked thing, you know, I might be going through several recipe tests. Um, you know, when I first started taking my recipes from uh, just a normal baked good to vegan baked goods, it, it took me three, four five times of trying it to figure out what I'm substituting the eggs for, because sometimes uh, flaxseed works great. And sometimes it, doesn't sometimes it's awful on yeah. the recipe and so it, it really just depends and so um you know there's there's weeks where my neighbors were just getting boatloads of baked goods and <laughs> um there's other weeks that things just happen great on the first try and um they were able to just go right to the dinner party table so it all just depends it really does it really does just depends sometimes i truly do wing it and think to myself this is a really simple recipe to veganize. I'm just going to go for it. And we're going to just put it on the table and see what everybody thinks tonight. But I would, I only do that with my closest friends because I know that, (laughs) you know, if it's, if it's utter shit, they're, they're not going to be like, yeah, exactly. They're not going to judge me too hard. But to your point, the V I would say that science in a, as a whole in the food space has changed dramatically in the past, five years and when you when you translate that into the vegan space the things that are on the market now for vegans just don't compare to what they were five years ago like vegan cheese five years ago was practically non-edible um Vegan cheese now, it melts, it, it, has a che- it has a pull, it browns, it does yeah, all the I've, things. Yeah, I've that, had vegan
0: that... cheese now, and it's really good.
1: <laughs> it, it, right? It's quite yeah. palatable. So I think there, there is just so much, there has been so much growth in the industry that, um, again, it's these food scientists that have just been making trailblazing movements forward um, with allowing this this movement to continue to grow.
0: Have you developed any sort of signature dishes or styles that you have become well known for, whether professionally or among your friends, like any sort of signature kind of, oh, yeah, this is like this is how Chris does things?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's kind of going back to what I said earlier was my challenge when I first went vegan and it's, it's just making whatever you want making it vegan. So is it that you crave beef and broccoli because that was your favorite dish? Great. Well, let me make it vegan for you. Is it that you crave, uh, you know, tacos that were made with t- t- tinga that was simmered for two days? Great. Well, w- let me make that for you, but, ve- but but vegan, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, they, they always resource to like going for the tofu, but I'm always more apt to say like what vegetable best replicates the texture of that meat so you'll find that i use a lot of different varieties of mushrooms or an eggplant or different things to kind of replicate the pull of chicken or the texture of a different meat uh, and then just season it i think a lot of people get in their way when it comes to veganizing a dish because they they look at, let's say a mushroom and they're like, oh my God, this isn't a chicken breast. Well, no, it's not. But if you kind of get those roadblocks out of your head and you just treat that mushroom like you would a chicken breast, season it, cook it, everything like you would a chicken breast, you'd be surprised how it come out.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. One of the things I've really enjoyed is I'm a huge mushroom fan. I mm. really, really love mushrooms. And I've started uh, kind of experimenting with, uh, you know, healthier eating. And one of the things I did was, you know, kind of a play on like a chicken or a steak fajitas, but using mm. mushrooms with yeah. the vegetables and the onions and the peppers and the seasoning and everything. And, you know, how, how we diced and pulled the mushrooms and everything and that meaty kind of texture with the certain kinds that we used it was phenomenal it was so good and you don't miss the meat at all honestly and I never thought I would say that because like I'm somebody that I, I you know I love meat um you know and to be able to make those types of dishes and eat it and go yeah I'm not missing any meat in this I think that's a really incredible thing and I think that type of education Uh, You know, being out there and, you know, people talking about those things and giving more chances, if you will. And that kind of leads me into uh, the Great American Baking Show, uh, which is, you know, you were contested on that show. Um, And that's bringing more awareness, too, because they didn't just have on you're kind of stereotypical every day. Oh yeah. It's a baker. It's a baker. It's a baker. It's like, okay, here's somebody who is a vegan baker. And I guess the British baking show equivalent last year was like Freya on the British baking show. Like she was a vegan baker as well. Um, So what was that process like, like for, you know, you auditioned for this show. Right. And of course, nobody thinks I'm going to get on a show, but yeah, I'll do it anyway. Right. What was that like when they reached out to you and said, Hey, you know, is that what it was like? Hey, do you want to be on the show? Or did you have to go through like a multiple audition process?
1: Yeah. So um, it was a multiple audition process. They do, st- they, it, it's kind of a mix of what you just said because they do reach out and say, Hey, do you want to be on the show? And then you say, uh, Yeah. And they're like, Great, here's the process. Right. And so it kind of starts as um, you, you do a video kind of interview and tell them like why you're the best at everything in the world and why you think (laughs) you should be on the show. And then um, that gets sent to a casting department. The casting department says, great, we like them. Let's move them forward to the next, uh, the next round. You then do another casting audition for higher up people. And then you move on to um, like this little bake off, Uh, mock bake-off segment which was at a cooking school and there was like no pressure no pressure (laughs) 20 other people and cameras and you're doing like a blind bake-off you know kind of like you're on the show and they're they're filming it so they can show like all the executives what you're like under pressure and oh yeah yeah yeah, and they come over and ask you questions and kind of interrupt. They want in to the see that you can thought. like talk
0: talk and cook at the talk and bake at the same right. time and things like right. that. That you don't just like you have to stop and then talk and then like you, you have to be able to kind of do it all, I guess. Right.
1: And uh after that there was something else. I'm forgetting. There was one more step and then finally is when they said we'd love to have you on and then it was like an intensive six weeks of, you know, this is what has to happen now. So it's a very rigorous process, but it's a very rewarding process at the same time because every single person that's on the show, that's a contestant, you're getting the opportunity to kind of really, really uh, build your skill as an amateur baker. Um, You're getting to really build, you know, your your techniques and and you're really getting to challenge yourself and there's a lot that's happening in that time period before you even reach the tent and then once you get over to the UK and you start filming like there it was just it was a great experience that um you know if anybody has the opportunity to do I think they they definitely should
0: so I'm curious when you were doing that initial kind of bake off Do you know, like, were you competing against other vegan bakers? Like, were they looking to bring in, like, one person that was specialized in vegan baking and you had to beat out a whole bunch of other people?
1: So the thing about um, the American version, I actually wasn't vegan when I went on there because uh, I was on two seasons ago, and they haven't done a season in two years. So it was actually, like, four years ago oh wow um that i was on the show because of covid so Makes it sense. seems it seems like i was just on yeah um and the show the show is on hulu so it always seems like i was just on the show because it's, it's but it was a while the, ago but it was a while ago um and america has not had a vegan baker on so freya like you said she was the first vegan on and um which she's so cute and she's lovely, and we we kind of we chat all the time because we're kind of like the vegan, the vegans of the baking world now. You're the vegan uh, people, yeah. Uh, of the both Bake of you. Off, yeah. And uh, you know, she didn't have any trouble at all. Now, I I will tell you that there have been vegan bakers that have applied to be on the American version, and they have not had success with getting on the show yet because, um, as of a couple years ago, they didn't really see, um they didn't see that there would be a successful path to uh, the final show for them being vegan. So we'll see if that changes with, you know, more shows like top chef and things like that going vegan. So we'll see what happens.
0: Now you, you go on the show and it, you know, it's four years ago, right? How does your, how does your life change after that show is over? You know, the show ends and, it comes out and everything what what changes for you is it was it like an overnight thing or was it a gradual thing like how did that kind of alter the the path that you were on
1: it's really interesting because you know you you you, for so for me personally I I was a huge fan of like the big off the, the the UK version and yeah I had watched all of these um contestants and you know their careers kind of blow up overnight right they're they're kind of like these sensations overnight they all get book deals they get different shows they get spin-offs that and the american people it's not really like that um their their show the the bake-off is the number two food show in america all year so it is a very highly rated show it's very highly watched but at the same time it just doesn't really get the push that the UK does and um so after the show i had to just really start like hustling and and working really hard and and building my instagram and really making sure that i stayed present in the in the baking community and 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 kind of pushing myself because um opportunities weren't really coming to me like I thought they would. I had to go after them. And I think that's where um, a little bit more of that entrepreneurial side had to kick in. And I had to figure out how um, I could start building my own opportunities and figure out a way to um, make what I wanted to be my reality come to fruition because it wasn't just handed to me. Um, That's really
0: interesting because you think naturally, like just the way, you know, quote-unquote us normal folk think if you're on a television show oh you're famous now everybody's yeah. going to want to everybody's going to want a piece of that pie right yeah um you know but so that's really interesting to hear that because the you know the, the british baking show is like mega mega famous and i feel like people come off of there and then overnight they have like a hundred thousand followers on instagram and you right. know they're just they have to start saying no to people and it's interesting to hear that you had to almost hustle more um, to say, Hey, okay, I have this thing and I, I should become more of an entrepreneur and market myself. And, you know, I'm sure you can include those things like, Hey, I was on this, you know, great American baking show and right. uh, you know, kind of pushing that, but you know, so, so you do the show and you go through the, the audition process, you get on the show, you do the show, and then you come out and you kind of start working that entrepreneurial side of, you know, pushing your business and your social media and all that. Um you know, how has that been going for you? Like, you know, what is going on now for you? What are you up to? And what do you hope for for the future?
1: Yeah, it's, it's really great. Again, that was, you know, four years. So it's been four years of kind of building and creating where I am now. Um, um, I will say that before I went on the show, I was a hairstylist. That's why I moved out to Los Angeles. I came out here to go to hair school and I did hair for about 10 years. It just wasn't satisfying or fulfilling that, um, it wasn't really fulfilling that creative side of me anymore uh, as a career. And so that's why I really wanted to go on the show to kind of make that change because I felt like baking and cooking was actually my passion that I was supposed to be doing as a lifelong career journey. And so um, again, that's what I'm doing today, but I do it more as a uh, full service, a full service career. So I do in front of the camera stuff. I do, of course, my Instagram stuff, but then I do, uh, private events. So I have a ton of private clients here in the Los Angeles area that I do either small custom cakes for, I might do, you know, a few dozen gluten-free, vegan, sugar-free donuts for, you know, for them to take to set, or I, I'm just going to someone's house and making dinner for them and their family. So it really just depends on uh, the given day. My days are always extremely different. Like today I'm sitting here talking with you and um, then I have some errands to run for a client that I'm preparing dinner for tomorrow. So it's it's all just very different. And I think that's what keeps it really new and fresh and exciting for me.
0: I love that. Um, I love what you do. Your social media is awesome. Uh, So I'm definitely a fan. And I, like I said, I've been recently kind of transitioning into a a much healthier style of eating, um, much more vegetables, um, getting into trying vegetarian restaurants, and even vegan restaurants, and, you know, kind of going that route. And it really is incredible how far it's come and how good the food is now and how you can really get some really good quality stuff. Uh, so I, I think what you do is super cool. And I hope that this kind of movement of healthy eating and things like that continue for sure. Um, but thank you so much, uh, Chris, for coming on. This was really fun. Uh, it's cool to kind of get that insight into the the culinary world and, and hear your kind of take on things and how you've kind of evolved over the years. Uh, like I said, definitely a fan, uh, before we get you out of here though, you want to do the five question Q and a. For sure. All right, awesome. So, I'm very interested in your first answer to this question. Uh, Question one, what is your favorite late
1: night snack? You would think that I would have just like a really quick answer for you. this the chefs
0: never do I've talked to chefs before and they never have the quick answer
1: and they never have the quick answer you know why because it's probably like whatever I have baked or whatever I'm recipe testing that's just sitting there that needs to be eaten that's probably what I'm gonna go after that's kind of that's kind of my go-to on a on a late night snack situation Whatever's what is in a, the Tupperware that needs yeah to what, eaten. whatever's
0: laying around yeah um, what is a dream vacation of yours
1: Oh, a dream vacation of mine is is probably somewhere that's um, tropical and warm, but also somewhere that has, like, a really vibrant city to it.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love living outside of a city. Not directly in, but right outside of a city. Yeah. I like that vibe. Yeah. Um, What is something that
1: makes you sad? Um... Just the way that we still um, use the the way that, that, that we farm animals still for just the sake of of you know human enjoyment yeah yeah
0: what is something that makes you happy
1: The way that the food science has evolved so much to um, you know just produce better vegan food that's more readily available to people so we don't have to farm animals for human consumption
0: and what is some advice that you would give your younger self
1: for my younger self wow i would say um don't underestimate what you think you can do and just go for it because you can do really big things
0: Chef Chris Tucker, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I am a fan. I'm going to continue to be a fan. I encourage everybody uh, listening, check out um, his Instagram. It is Vegan Chris veganchefchristucker, uh, all one word on Instagram. I'll put the uh, link in the description below. But thank you so much for doing this. And thank I wish you. you nothing but the best of luck in the future.
1: Thank you for having me
0: absolutely so for everybody out there listening if this is your first time here welcome if you're a returner welcome back and regardless of where you're coming from good morning good afternoon good evening and i'll catch you on the next episode